0: This is, well, that fucked me up with Luke and... And Kyle. And Kyle. Um, We've just listened to Natasha and Yahim's story. And that is quite something because within the first two minutes, he goes, I'm going to take you back to when I was six years old. Did you hear? And then I'm like laughing, I'm, oh, six years old. And then he goes ahead and breaks the news to us that that's when his father committed suicide.
1: And I think the the horrible. I mean, obviously that's horrible. But like he, he said that he had no idea what was going on, and then his dad's just in a casket.
0: It's absolutely terrifying. And it clearly there was some communication issues with his family. And it sounds like he was from a big family with brothers, brothers and sisters. And somebody decided that he didn't really need to know until he's seeing his father dead in the in the in the coffin. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And so that in itself could have been the story that in itself could have been the end of the story, but of course turns out to be the beginning of the story and their episode focused all about their relationship and what his father's death did to him from an, from an emotional standpoint and that it completely and utterly locked away any feelings of love and acceptance from anybody else.
1: Yeah. And you know, the thing that stood out to me in and- Really, kind of hit me on a personal level, and I, I know Luke that you know this about me. But there's the moment he talked about, like when you get too close, and it's you—you you love somebody, but love is terrifying. Yeah, and, and and it's like you build this wall around you, and then you let somebody in, and then you realize, like, holy shit, I'm defenseless against pain in anguish. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I have to fight It's a daily fight for me, but when that happens, I have to run away or I, I try not to run away.
0: I think that this story resonates and will resonate with a very high percentage of our listeners because yeah. so many people have been hurt before and so many people have barriers put up so they don't have to go through that kind of pain again. And I mentioned that in the story. Yeah. I don't, the, the sense of loss and the sense of grief and the sense of hurt and the sense of abandonment was so great um, that we do it. And sometimes we do it subconsciously. And sometimes we have no idea that we're pushing away the people that we love the most or we're pushing away the people that love us the most.
1: Just for him to realize that i'm almost envious of like that moment that white light moment where he's like he kind of comes to and he's like oh shit because you know I, i and you mentioned that you still struggle with that and i i definitely struggle with that myself but it's almost like love is so worth it but it's terrifying so it's like a daily choice to have to be like I'm going to allow this person into my inner Mm -hmm. inner self. Yeah. risk that I may get hurt.
0: Yeah. Better to have loved and lost than, than to have never loved at all. Yeah. That's the famous, I'm not taking that as mine. I definitely didn't just make that up, but I went through a stage of very happily not feeling anything because I'd rather feel nothing than, Risk it, like like you just said. Then risk it. But actually, it is all about taking a risk. But I think for them, it was. She was funny, wasn't she? She was like, "He said I'm I'm ready to love you," and she was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What have you What have you been doing up until now?" And he's like, "No, I've got yeah. so much more to give." And she's like, "You're freaking me out." <laughs> yeah,
1: it, yeah, and it's it's so funny because too because like you know there are moments in a relationship where you're like, "Oh my god, I love you, yeah. and this is perfect," and. And then when like, it hits a little rough patch, you're like, I'm fucking
0: out of here. You know, yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of work. And it's yeah. quite interesting that they said that they tend to work with what. So here's the thing. Often with couples therapy or when people are struggling in their relationships, they go to couples therapy. And there's always one of them that's utterly reluctant to do so. It's very yeah. rare, right? So nine times out of ten, it'll be one of the one of the couple has said we need to go to therapy. The other person will be like, "Fuck that! What are you crazy?" <laughs> and then they end up going, and it's normally quite good. It's quite quite valuable. But it's yeah. interesting that they work with one of the side of the relationship. They said more often than not, it's the the, the female side or the the wife or the I guess. Um, but when he explained how they're. Technique works and how they stem the flow of the pattern. When he was explaining, you know, the arguments normally go: you do A, she says B; you do C, she says D. He's like, well, now it's she; you do A, she does Z. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> it's so simple, yeah. but it's like, yeah, what the fuck am I going to do about it? What? What do you? Why are you coming at me with the Z? <laughs> yeah, you know. but and you know, the other cool thing
1: that I, I realized as he healed himself. He allowed Natasha to like, you know, obviously there was that where she kind of felt like she had to like, I don't know if this is the right word, but betray herself. And then when she decided to reel it back in and and step into it, into her true self, because of the work he did, he allowed, he was able to give her space to like find her true self. And and,
0: It's hard. It's hard work. The whole thing is hard work. But the fact that he had the wherewithal to realize that his his downfall in the relationship was as a result of stuff that he had locked away for 20 years. And it comes back to that whole thing again, doesn't it? Of locked in trauma, locked in hurt, locked in pain, and working through it, and working through it, and working through it. And all of the stories that we've covered, everyone is here wanting to talk about the story because they have gone through some real shit, but come out stronger and better and more knowledgeable. And that's why they were wanting to share, share, their stories. Yeah.
1: It's so, you know, in my own work too, I, I realized I used to think it was like, that's bullshit. Your inner child and all this other stuff. <laughs> and like Now the work that I do, I'm, you know, I just was like, fuck, like everything happens. And, and it, Shapes us is who we are as people today.
0: Yeah. We're all just children. We're all just children. Do you think when we have some children on here, they'll be like, we're all just adults. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like a total mind fuck. They're probably like less fucked up than all of us. <laughs> well, here's the interesting thing. Again, there's a pattern to the guests because people have, a, have been on a journey and you have to have been on the journey and you probably have to have experienced some real hardship in order to come full circle and have some of this enlightenment. Now I know that there's probably people out there that never had that, never taken the rough with the smooth. They've just had some smooth, but you might argue that they haven't had an epiphany or, uh, or uh, some sort of enlightening experience as a result of that. And that's fine too. You know, you can go along through life and I feel like I used to do that just ambling, 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 then you die. Or you can do the, Miserable, miserable. Drink, trauma, mental health issue, uh, accident, suicide, recovery, enlightenment. Yeah, <laughs> which makes for a slightly better book. You know,
1: the books that people love than I love. You know, they're never like. And then he won the lottery, and everything was great, and yeah. he invested well, and yeah. now he's. Like, it's always like they got shipwrecked, yeah. Andy. Coconuts, yeah, and like you know, when you think about that person or that character in the story, and you're like, that must suck for them, yeah. But we love it because we know that in the beginning, the middle, and the end, everything will come together the way it's supposed to be.
0: <sighs> yes, I love that, Kyle. Totally, 100, and that's literally what the podcast is about, and that's why it's well, that fucked me up, but then inevitably. It's about surviving whatever it was that fucked you up. It's not, the podcast isn't that fucked me up and I remained fucked up and I'm going to come on the podcast and tell you how fucked up I am. It's that fucked me up and I want to come and tell you how I unfucked myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And on that note. Yeah, I think that's it.